My guest today is someone I've had a chance to know for quite a long time here at Carlton as a student, as an employee, as an all-around contributor to the community. She's now part of our co-op team, uh, giving us a lot of awesome support and um, a lot of support for our students. So Tracy, first off, thank you for joining the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about an opportunity to share a bit more information about our co-op program. Yeah, people are excited. People love hearing about co-op. They're obviously looking for co-op uh, because they are thinking big picture. And I want to start off by asking you about the definition of co-op and how is co-op a bit different from a regular either part-time or full-time job that a student uh, might get during their undergraduate experience. Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the sort of main questions that we get uh, a lot as well. So there's definitely a lot of similarities between a co-op work position and employment that a student can find elsewhere. I mean, they're both experiential learning opportunities. There's lots of, you know, professional skill development that can be done with either option. They're both paid, uh, which is important to note as well. But the the main thing that sets co-op apart, uh, there's really sort of two main things. With co-op, the positions that a student is looking for and will ultimately be working in are related to their program of study. So if a student's looking for a job outside of co-op, it's not always the case that they're able to secure something that is directly related to their program. But with co-op, that is one of the requirements. It has to be related to the degree program. So students really get a unique opportunity to develop industry-specific skills in the co-op program uh, and to get some experience in that field, which will certainly help when they're looking for, you know, their first full-time position outside of their degree program later on. But the other big difference between co-op and uh, a non-co-op job is really the support from the co-op office. So for co-op students, there's support from before they start looking for a job, starting with a mandatory course called Co-op 1000, all the way through to while they're on their work term. So every student has co-op student advisor in the co-op office, and that person's role is really to support the student with applying to positions, reviewing documents, uh, job search strategies, preparing for interviews, answering questions, and really getting them prepared to enter the workplace, but then continued support in the workplace to make sure that things are going well, see if there's anything that could be improved, those sorts of things. Now, you, you mentioned Co-op 1000, and it's a, a course that is, as you mentioned, you know, mandatory and, and something mm -hmm. that's important for, for students to take. Uh, what is that, that course all about? And, you know, when people hear course, they might think, oh, am I getting a credit for this? Is it going to last the whole semester, the whole year? So can you maybe break down Co-op 1000 for folks like myself who aren't as familiar with the content and the, the value of having that prep course before a student's first placement? Yeah, definitely. So Co-op 1000 is a non-credit course uh, that a student has to take before they're able to get access to the Co-op job board and participate in uh, a Co-op work term. But the the course runs usually about three out of the four months of the term. We try to have it wrapped up before exams so that a student doesn't also simultaneously have to juggle that as well. But the idea of the course is, you know, a few hours a week, if that, but really helping students prepare for work. 
Uh, so it's, it's something that's very unique to the co-op program. So it reviews, you know, obviously the policies, procedures, rules, and regulations of participating in co-op, but it also gives co-op students someplace that they have to get information about how to prepare for work. So students will go through uh, different modules in the course where they'll learn how to write a proper cover letter and resume, where they'll learn how to conduct a job search, whether it's on the co-op job board or whether it's a self-directed job search. They'll get some information and resources about preparing for interviews, how to conduct themselves appropriately in the workplace, how to develop skills in the workplace, where to look for opportunities for development while uh, they're participating in the work term. As part of the course, students also have to submit a resume and cover letter assignment. Uh, so it's the only assignment as part of the course, but it's a really great opportunity for every student participating in co-op to get really individualized feedback on their job applications, which is not necessarily something that they'd be able to do looking for employment on their own. That is the first and, and mandatory time that a student needs to uh, sort of get those documents reviewed, and then they can continue to have as many resume reviews as they'd like with their co-op student advisor. But the whole idea behind Co-op 1000 is really making sure that students feel confident and ready for their job search and to enter the workplace afterwards as well. Mm -hmm. I, I really love that you describe Co-op 1000 as preparing students for work because their academic courses are in many ways preparing students for life. And there's a there's a connection, a thread that connects the two elements. And the other thing that you made me think about was uh, the idea of uh, having like a, a personal stylist, but instead of it being like styling your clothes, like Co-op 1000 is helping to style your, your work, your work appearance, your work uh, display, your promotion of your own self to these employers that are looking to hire, you know, the best students out there. And, and a lot of those students obviously are, are here at Carleton. And a lot of those jobs are super exciting. And there are some new jobs that are happening as well. Literally every day you see new jobs being created. So can you maybe share with us some, some new and exciting placements that students have had over the last few years and maybe some that you know are coming that um, we can get our, get our students excited for? Yeah, definitely. So I, it's a, it's an interesting question because exciting positions and organizations are going to be different for students from different programs. Obviously, one of the biggest draws of the co-op program at Carleton is our location being in Ottawa. Uh, so we have a lot of really great connections with the federal government. So there's tons and tons of co-op opportunities for students in a lot of different programs within the federal government. I wrote down some examples because there are so many that it was hard to sort of <laughs> uh, keep track of them. But we've got RCMP, Environment and Climate Change Canada, uh, Indigenous and Northern Affairs, Global Affairs, Correction Services. Uh, we've got Border Services, the Justice Department. Tons and tons of really great opportunities within the federal government, if that's uh, something that a student is interested in. But then more sort of private corporate for tech. Canaxis is obviously like a really great uh, partnership that we have. Uh, we've got Ericsson, EY, Deloitte. We've got banks. So CIBC, for example. We've got Bombardier, uh, Lockheed Martin. So our team at Co-op really works to make sure that we have really 
exciting opportunities for students no matter what program they're in. And they look to build employer connections all the time so that we can continue to add to our list of employers and the number of opportunities that are available to students through the co-op program. And that's one of the things that also, I'll, I'm just going to circle back to Co-op 1000. That's one of the things that makes Co-op 1000 so important but beneficial as well to students is that the content in Co-op 1000 is really informed by what we know employers are looking for because we have these connections with employers. So we seek their feedback on, you know, how prepared students were when they entered their program, if there's things that they think that we could be doing better or things that we're doing really well. And we use that to continue to improve the Co-op 1000 program so that students can be as prepared as possible when they go into these different uh, opportunities. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes your office, you know, really dynamic is that, you know, the, the world of employment keeps changing. And so your, your your department has to adapt as well to ensure that the students that we are, you know, putting through co-op um, are also uh, able to adapt and able to excel and, and succeed in those new settings. So it's cool to see that work. And, you know, there's another department at Carleton called Career Services that, yes. you know, in many ways is like the beginning of the end for students as they finish their undergraduate experience. You know, some will go on to graduate studies, but many will start looking at, you know, their their careers and, and their career goals. And that Career Services office helps a lot with shaping the end conversation. Um, How, how closely does your office work with Career Services to uh, make sure the journey is complete, you know, every step of the way? What's the, mm -hmm. what's the part? partnership like with career services? So the offices really fall under the same sort of umbrella and we share the same mission in, you know, really preparing students for work life after their academics. Our work is fairly similar in terms of things that we like services and supports that we can offer students. The biggest difference is that the co-op office focuses specifically on students in the co-op program. So our CSAs are very knowledgeable on their particular portfolio and the programs that they oversee. Whereas career services can provide similar supports in terms of resume and cover letter review, interviews, things like that for the rest of the, the student population at Carleton. Where the transition sort of happens is once a student has completed co-op and they're looking for, uh, say, information about applying to grad school or things like that, that's where they would sort of make the transition from oh. our office to the career services office. So you're right in the sense that there's a, a journey that a student goes on when they're participating in co-op and it the majority of it will happen within the co-op office. And then just depending on what avenue the student is looking to pursue afterwards, they might continue, you know, working in a, a co-op position that turns full time when they graduate. They might be looking for something different or looking to pursue further education. And that's when uh, they would be introduced to career services. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Like there's a there's a really cool kind of um, uh, inception that's happening within co-op because, you know, you have to be part of co-op to benefit from those from those services. Uh, before we let you go, Tracy, uh, you know, you talked a bit about some of the cool jobs that are available and they had a very Ottawa flavor. And 
it's a it, there's a big you know advantage you know being in the nation's capital and and be able to take advantage of, of those uh, various work outlets uh, mm-hmm. but we also know that a lot of our student population comes from uh, outside of the city of ottawa we have folks from the gta yeah. from out west out east uh, international as well so if someone is working in co-op how easy is it for those students to maybe get placements in other you know cities or maybe even other countries around the world I'll start with sort of my like co-op student advisor hat first, which is uh, a student is only going to be as successful in finding an employment opportunity, whether it's in Ottawa or elsewhere, based on the work that they put into their job search. With that in mind, obviously, when a student participates in co-op, they get access to a very specific co-op job board for co-op students only. And the positions posted there are for their degree program. The majority of those positions are all going to be in Ottawa. So a student who might be living out of the city or out of province or out of country uh, and is looking for a placement not in Ottawa or even a student living in Ottawa who's looking for a new experience, uh, they can still certainly participate in co-op and they would be going through a process more similar to something that we would call like a self-directed job search. They might still be able to get a placement at, you know, an organization that we have a connection with, but they may have to do a little bit of additional networking to sort of seek out that opportunity. But that's where really the preparation in Co-op 1000 and the support of a student's Co-op student advisor really come into play. We do our best to prepare students for choosing that pathway. And and a lot of students, even in Ottawa, will often opt for that pathway if they're somewhere specific that they really want to work. And we don't yet have an in with that organization. They can certainly pursue that and we will support and help them, you know, navigate the conversation with the employer, uh, share with the employer some incentives that there are financially and otherwise for hiring a co-op student. So we really try to make that process of self-directed job search just as easy as using the job board on Carleton Central for co-op students. The idea is really the same. There's just a couple of extra steps Uh, if a student is looking to pursue uh, something outside of a connection that we would already have. Cool. Cool. Tracy, I I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with us about about co-op. And I know for our listeners who are, you know, thinking about post-secondary next year, if they have the co-op option, I'm sure they've already indicated that on their application. If you haven't Make sure you do. Don't miss out on co-op. It really gives you uh, an opportunity to test drive that that degree that you're so passionate about. Right. So, so thanks again, Tracy, for your time and uh, wish you all the best. Awesome. Thank you. And we'll be back with more of the Talking Raven. A huge shout out to Tracy for the insight and the info. Really appreciate you. And a big shout out to our followers on Spotify. If you haven't done so already, you know what to do. Hop on your Spotify, find a Talking Raven, click the follow button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, next week, it's the start of faculty month. This is the month where we dedicate some time to each of Carleton's five faculties. We're going to have five riveting conversations, five really intimate looks into your future academic home. And by the end of the month, I am sure No, I guarantee you're going to feel even better about Carleton as a community that's here to welcome you.
So really look forward to the first of our amazing faculty chats. Until then, this has been a Talking Riven podcast. My name is Stanley Philippe. And remember, you have a lot of greatness inside of you. So don't be afraid to unleash your inner awesome. Take care, y'all.